Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and release weight while enjoying the foods they love. And today we're talking about avoiding triggers will not stop you from binge eating. Avoiding triggers will not stop you from binge eating. And we're going to get into this um, very common um, and I believe misguided approach to triggers. Why it won't stop you from binge eating and what will. So let's go ahead and dive in. Avoiding triggers will not stop you from binge eating. And I understand, I totally understand why you might think that they will, because this is very common advice that you hear a lot to try to avoid your triggers. Um, And I used to try this. Okay, so, you know, I actually would when I was leaving from work, that was one of the times of the day that I would really find myself binging a lot you know, around four or five o'clock in the evening. And so I would actually take a different route home from work just to avoid driving by a particular fast food restaurant um, to try and avoid binging. And, you know, the problem is that it works until it stops working and then you're back in the same boat again. And so maybe you've tried this yourself, you know, maybe you've tried to avoid going into certain rooms at work or, you know, the room, the break room where the food is left out, um, the donuts and all those kinds of things. Or maybe you've asked your partner to stop bringing home certain foods. Um, and you may have found that, okay, like when I, when I manage these things in my environment, it's easier for me until I feel stressed or until I feel um, you know, something else pops up that I can't anticipate. And then all of a sudden I feel out of control. So avoiding triggers really only works until it stops working. And again, I get it. I mean, in a way, it's it seems like it would be the simplest approach. You know, you just avoid the triggers, you manage what's in your environment, you keep things that trigger you away, keep those trigger foods out of sight, out of mind. And that would be the end of it. But let me ask you this. What's more important to you? To control and micromanage your environment or to live from a place of internal peace and empowerment, no matter what's going on outside of you? Because here's the thing, continuing to manage your triggers by avoiding them ultimately is going to cause you to feel more and more victimized by your environment and by the surrounding world and less and less freedom in your life to go wherever and do whatever you want to do. You know, every time your partner brings home a food that they like, but triggers you, you'll you'll feel a struggle and you'll become resentful. And what about times that that's um, is not a trigger, but it's a feeling within yourself that triggers you. And the truth is that all triggers are actually from within. See, the button that's being pressed is actually attached to you, not the trigger, which means that we, you know, no matter where we go, we're always carrying that button with us. 
So it's not a matter of avoiding the trigger. It's about being immune to it by diffusing it from the inside out. If a bomb has been diffused, then you can click the detonator all day long. It's not going to explode. So when you diffuse the triggers from the inside, then you can be anywhere at any time. You can do what you want to do. You can be around your past trigger foods and remain in control no matter what foods are around you. So this is exactly what I teach my students how to do using five main tools and processes inside the embodiment method. And by implementing these tools one by one and building on each one, you gain what I call trigger immunity, which means that the way you eat is 100% within your control, not your emotions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you those five tools and processes. Uh, these are the tools and processes that I've seen that when you put them all together and work them, um, building on them one by one and then integrating them into your life, that is when you develop trigger immunity. That is when you are able to be completely in control of your choices about eating no matter what is in your environment, no matter whether you're eating out at a restaurant, no matter whether, you know, the kids bring home candy from school, whatever it is, you know that you're good, that, you know, if you want to eat something, you can, but if you don't want to eat it, it's no big deal. All right, so here are the five tools um, slash processes that I teach inside the embodiment method. Um, So the first one is it's aligning your self-talk with your vision of what you want to create. Everything is programming. Everything is programming. So we start there. If you don't have the programming, then anything else you you do, is going to be like it just um, bounces off of you like rubber. You know, you're just going to rebound and slip back into old patterns because everything is programming. So we have to start with the programming so that the changes that you make can actually sink in to your identity and become a part of you. And that's where we get that sense of effortlessness and ease with the changes that we want to embody. Um, The second one is shifting your cravings from being an enemy to being an ally. So this is all about changing your relationship to cravings to be able to understand that you can actually work with them to move you in the direction you want to go. So just like, you know, we can pull out a compass and we can look for where is north, we can use our cravings to help us to understand where is our north. Um, and I actually have a free training that takes you through the four-step process that allows you to do this. You can go to rashondayates.com slash cravings to grab that for yourself. All right, the third process is develop trust in yourself. Trust in yourself to make eating choices that are aligned with your values, goals, and desires. So inside the embodiment method, I have um, 
several modules that help you to really get a grasp on number one, what values are driving you. And number two, what values you want to work from when it comes to your eating. And, you know, so much of this is about giving ourselves permission to desire, you know, and um, a big part of this also is allowing ourselves to experience pleasure in our lives. Um, So this third set of processes are all about trust in yourself to be able to, you know, to make eating choices that serve you while actually enjoying your life at the same time. Number four, you already know this one, it's habits. Habits that are aligned with your goals and habits that are aligned with your goals means that you're actually getting the outcomes that you want. That means you're actually seeing progress towards your goals. And alignment means that it is not hard or a mystery or you feel like you can do well for a little while and then you slip back into the old ways. So you're going to notice that alignment comes up over and over and over again, because this is something that I deeply, deeply believe in. Being aligned is really what creates that sense of ease and effortlessness in anything we're we're wanting to do. And then number five is self-love. You know, we don't destroy what we love, period. And if you're doing self-destructive behaviors, that's a reflection of your self-love. So this is something that we dive into and look at in various ways inside the embodiment method. But at the end of the day, it's your choice whether you continue to work from trying to avoid and manage your triggers and really give up your freedom in life, or you choose to step into trigger immunity so that you can feel empowered in your eating choices, no matter what food is in front of you or around you. And if you're ready to learn how you can take back of your own eating, you can check the link in the bio, uh, I'm sorry, and the link in the show notes um, to book a call. And I just want to leave you with a quote from Viktor Frankl. It's one of my favorite quotes. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on, an, on another episode. Bye.